So you've written some amazing objectives. Um, if you need help with that, you can listen to one of our previous 210 uh, different podcasts, several of them on writing objectives. And now it's time to figure out um, how to make sure that the program is effective and design good learning measures. Having good objectives is just one part of it, but measuring it is a different part. I'm Becky Pike-Pluth with the Bob Pike Group, and today we're looking at designing those learning measures. So a couple of reasons and factors that might inhibit job performance would be something like poorly designed support systems or little opportunity to apply the skills they've learned. So they learn it, but then they can't use it. Um, this happens a lot in sales where uh, you learn all the highfalutin mumbo jumbo of five steps to this or eight steps to that, but then you only use three. And so the other five just kind of sit there. Little or no peer coaching or supervisor coaching. So you do the class, you come back, and then there's no expectation at a status meeting or anything to have it completed. Uh, so these are some of the, the reasons why things don't get measured and learning may not occur. Um, and so in this day and age, when one person has five different hats on, it's really important that even if somebody has a heavy workload, that we get it right from the very beginning. So you've written your measurable objective. Remember, your measurable objective is going to be using verbs that are actionable. So we're not going to use words like know or understand. We want words that allow us to really take action. And that might be something like lists or acquires, so you know that they've gotten it. A couple of things um, that are re requisites for testing, and I'm really just focusing on the testing portion today, constructing those good tests. First, you have to know the limitations of a test. You have to know what the criteria are. Uh, of course, you have to develop those good and well-written test questions. You have to decide, is it going to be standardized or not? Um, because sometimes it's standardized test is, is perfectly fine, if, especially if you have a large workforce that needs to do everything identically. It's great to have a standardized test for that. And um, you have to think about things like how to test properly, efficiently, fairly. Do you need to have people in the room? Can you have them do the test online? Is there a way that you have to make sure that it was them that took it for HR reasons? Um, finally, the last piece of testing is going to be making sure that you know how to interpret those scores correctly and fully. What happens if every single person gets three of the same identical questions wrong? Is it because they didn't learn the content? Is it because it was a poorly written question? So those are just six different requisites for your test, uh, whoever's designing that test. Let's just assume it's you. So conducting really solid, good tests is important. In the remainder of this podcast, I'm just going to be sharing with you a couple of different strategies uh, and a suggested assessment, okay, so that you can just consider not just a written test. What are ways that you can assess that learning's occurred besides just tests? Yes, paper and pencil is one, and that's a cognitive strategy, which means you're discovering how well people, um, you know, in if you're looking at Bloom's taxonomy, it's that knowledge piece, right? How much they recall call from that knowledge piece. 
So let's uh, look at a couple of others. Uh, a strategy would be behavioral. And this is like building skills. And that can be um, reinforced from where their performance level is today to uh, a goal that's bigger than what they're able to do today. And the assessment that I would do with that would be uh, either demonstrating it or having them demonstrate and observation. So I want to be able to watch and see that that behavior strategy is that they're doing it correctly. Um, and of course, pre and post-test measures are important because you wanna make sure that they didn't know how to do it before you taught them. Two more strategies, and of course, inquiry is another one, and that's just critical analysis of what they are able to write or to verbally share with you, might be a proposal or a report. Another one is mental models. This could be a case study or case reports, and that's to see if they can actually solve a problem, critically think, make intelligent decisions. Uh, group dynamics is always one that I like. That's self-reporting between peers. Maybe it's peer observation. And this is to see if their attitude changes. Um, maybe it's team behavior that you're looking for in this. Virtual reality, that's final practice run. That might be them actually applying those principles on the job. Call centers, it would be their first call that maybe a manager is listening to. Uh, so those are just a few of the different types of assessments that you could use as you're looking to ensure that learning has occurred. So right now, has learning occurred? Can you recall one or two things from today's podcast that could help you in measuring tests in the future. I'm Becky Pike-Pluth with the Bob Pike Group. Thanks for listening to this Friday's podcast.